Oh man, welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. My name is Oh yeah, Al. And with me is my snacking companion, Colin All Ladies Casper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's you're <laughs> happy, you're eating french fries, you're dressed like a 45-year-old beach bum. It's hey, a man, good day. This is my Miami outfit. This <laughs> It's definitely a white guy in Miami. Yep. Yeah, no, it's no, it's a white guy in Miami who's not from Miami. Yeah, yeah, no, this is tourism <laughs> at its at its finest. <laughs> Tommy Bahama would be proud. Oh, you have you a you me. have a smug look. I'm not smug. I'm mm. just I'm having a good day, man. <laughs> it's just you and me today. Yeah, we're just the two of us, and that is kind of cool. We don't do that much anymore. No, but it harkens back to our roots. <laughs> 20 episodes ago. <laughs> right? Yeah. So long ago, I don't even remember. Yeah. Well, uh, it's been a good week. Oh, dude, it's just spit it out, oh, man. I'm excited about some stuff. <laughs> I go first, and I'm going to be like, yeah, my meh, 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 meh. You've got All something, right. and I, I want to know what it is. Well, you're going to be upset with me, mm. I think. But also happy. Okay. Uh, at the same time. So... What's new in Alsland this week, you ask? Glad you did, buddy. <laughs> I have been doing a lot of chatting with a lot of people online, as I do, setting up interviews and stuff for the show and that kind of thing. And so I'm, I'm generally aware of what a lot of the makers and stuff are up to week to week. And Steve Demidash has been doing something pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. He's got some new pedals. Uh, I don't know when on the horizon they are, but they're on the horizon. And he's also... Made no bones of the fact that his wait list is not going to survive the COVID-19 pandemic. So for anybody who's sitting on his year-long wait list, don't. (laughs) He's just starting to drop batches on reverb every once in a while. That's how you're going to get one of his pedals. With that in mind, I had some money on my PayPal this week. What have you done? I bought a T120. V2? Mm, I have no idea. Deluxe? No, I didn't want the Deluxe anymore. I changed my mind on that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I just bought a regular old T120, and I'm super stoked about it. Mm -hmm. I bought it from a Canadian dealer, so there was no shifty dude on Reverb trying to sell it for $600. Lovely. Yep. Is and that what you just did? That's what I just did right now. Oh. Yeah, it took a couple of days because when I went to check out on Reverb, the pay with PayPal option wasn't working. And the oh. buyer I was, or the seller I was purchasing it from was trying to figure out, because that's usually their only accepted method on Reverb, and they were trying to figure out why it wasn't working. So mm-hmm. it took a couple of days of back and forth, but uh, they were patient. I was less patient. <laughs> I was like, come on, send me the pedal, man. Please send me the pedal. Please send me the pedal. And uh, they figured it out. And uh, I just finished paying for it as we're sitting here. Mm-hmm. So I've got a T120 on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited about that. However, it comes at a cost. It's all great. Ow. I just jerked my headphones. That was painful. That's twice I've hurt myself with the headphones in the last 15 minutes. But it comes at a cost, as all great things do. Mm-hmm. This is your Uncle Al moment for the show, childrens. Listen up. Listen. Do I, do I need to do the Uncle Al voice? Do no, I have, no. Do I have to do that every time? Because it sounds so. creepy. 
It does. Hey there, kids. It's Uncle Al. It's just nobody <laughs> wants that. No. Anyway. Least of all me, because I have headphones on. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. like I'm right up in there, <laughs> just inside your ear canals. Mm. <laughs> headphones off. Yeah, no, I, unless the, my wife has the same reaction when I talk like that. She's just, nope. Get it. <laughs> Get thee back, Satan. Um, it came at a cost. I, beyond yes. the money I paid for it. Yes. And that cost is, I am going to have to wait for a while, maybe a month, to order the some of the parts that I was going to mod for, use for modding my Jazzmaster. Mm. So I'm a little, little bit bummed about that, um, but just a little bit. Right. Just a little, little bit. Oh, you poor thing. I know. (laughs) Yeah. And I've also been really enjoying the ever-loving Tarnation out of this Ibanez DE7 Delay Echo thing I bought. Right. Used. uh, Two, three weeks ago, whatever that was. It is a crazy good pedal, man. It is my favorite delay I own right now. And uh, Wow, that's saying a lot. It's, Yeah. I'm, I haven't touched my Empress Tape Echo in, well, since I got this thing, since I plugged in. It's, wow. Yeah. really. And the Tape Echo is a phenomenal pedal. Well, it's really 10 times the pedal that the Delay Echo is. I mean, on paper, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For but, sure. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm just loving this thing. So, yeah, if you're out and about, humans, uh, and you see a used Ibanez DE7 Delay Echo from the Tone Lock series... Lock spelled L O K because new metal. I've never actually seen one for sale other than the one you bought. They're, they don't come They're up very often. Common. No. no, guys love them. And now I know why. Mm-hmm. I would buy another one in a heartbeat. It's a little uh, little finicky to dial in some of the delay settings where, like, because it, it doesn't have a lot of knobs. No, it's this three knobs, and then there's two switches where you choose between echo or delay mode. And then you, there's another little switch that sets between three different delay time spreads. Yeah, much like a DD3 does. Um, like yeah. The switch or the dial yeah. on a DD3. Yeah, I, I think the tone lock, this, the, the great flaw of the tone lock is that it is possible to bump those switches and accidentally put it in a delay mode you're not looking for. But um, that kind of blend over point between delay time zones. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a little bit finicky to dial in that knob for the speed you're looking for. Almost like going from, say, like 200 to 800 or whatever, or whatever the settings are. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, 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 they like all the, kind of... Where they overlap is yeah. the weird spot? Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's because, you know, if you're in the middle delay time zone, which I I don't remember what it is. It's like 100 to 240 or 280 or something like that. And then yep. the other one's like 280 or 200 to 800 or... yeah. Where that overlap is, the knob sensitivity changes vastly. Oh, right, because the spread is larger. Yeah. Right. You know, so in one zone, you know, if you're if you're in the, like, say, the largest delay spread area, the zone between 200 and 280, which is also in the medium zone, and these are not the actual numbers, um, that little area, like, if you're in the largest delay setting and you touch that knob, you're changing it quite a bit. Right. If you're in the medium delay setting and you 
are playing in that area, it's a bigger yeah, that, turn. That so. 200 to 240 or whatever is very is still a broad part of that yeah. spectrum. Yeah. So yeah. it's a little tricky to dial in that I way. Um, I'm actually finding the tone lock feature of the pedal itself remarkably handy. Because once you dial in your, your three knobs, you press them in, and they're flush mount with the top of the pedal now, and you can't turn them. Yeah. So it's... It's uh, possible to s sort of, quote-unquote, analog save, <laughs> physically yeah. save a patch uh, on this pedal. It's it's very interesting. Very cool. Yeah. What about uh, what about you, man? Listen, enough about me. Talk to me about Casper. Um, yeah, that's why I wanted you to go first. I don't really have a whole lot of guitar news to this week. Um, just playing guitar a bit, um, you know, doing some research on basically today's episode and that was my week. We've been really crazy with week having car troubles. So I got to replace the clutch in my car tomorrow and you know, I'm just trying to organize that all together and find a space to do it. So music's kind of taking a back burner this week, unfortunately. Kind of sucks. You've gotten to play some cool pedals though. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Well, I'm sorry it's taking a bit of a back burner. Nothing at all going on, eh? You know, it's just... Just try to Well, I got my buddy's resonator here. I'm gonna gonna set that up for him. But mm. all right, that was it. Yeah, it's only gotta Fair learn enough. how you know physics and things, physics guitar and, things. and resonator <laughs> and things, geometry, math, arithmetics. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, man, I didn't think we'd get into it this fast. I thought we'd have more to talk about this week, but uh, that's okay. That's not actually a problem, in fact. That's maybe a perk, considering we have a lot to talk about on this episode. So, we've been talking about doing this for a while, meaning to do it for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and we just haven't had the time, because we've had a pretty busy interview schedule going on, and that's uh, cool, too. And I'd like to, you know, for the most part, stick to that. But we do like to do the occasional other type of episode mm -hmm. and this is one of those occasions so listeners we are finally sitting down to do some pedal reviews and we're gonna we're gonna do a bunch yeah we're gonna this, do like a drive uh, yeah series the all drive drive off or something <laughs> that's a dumb name it feels like but leaving when you drive yeah. off <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> oh oh my gosh yeah I got the smart. Um, yeah, so we're going to, this episode, we're going to talk about four pedals. Um, and we and this is this is why we're doing it all in one episode. An hour-long chat about one pedal is way too much. That's, that's we're going to get bored. You're going to get bored. No one needs to talk about one pedal that long. And that doesn't do a great service to the pedals themselves. No. But it's kind of... You know, we don't want to do a review on a pedal in the middle of an interview with someone else. That's also kind of weird. So, we're combining it. Four pedals, one episode. It's really more about three pedals. But I happen to toss in a fourth on my way here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's happening. And you've got one in your hand. Do you want uh -huh. to kick it off? Do you want to start there? Yeah. Well, um, if you guys have listened, if all of our listeners we, have been do, going back. And, can I interrupt? Can, yeah, uh, you maybe, know what? You go ahead. Maybe maybe we should start with uh, with this one. 
You want to start with that one? Well, I don't know. We've had it the longest. Uh, okay. No, I'll start with that Go one. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel bad because we've had this one for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why it makes a difference in my mind that if we talk about one first versus the other. I'm suddenly realizing, like, it's all in the same episode, idiot. It doesn't matter. Go ahead, buddy. Well, okay. Yeah. Now I've made it weird. Now, now that your your conscience, can I know, be, <laughs> can, my, lay, can lay to rest. My my, see, my my conscience is doing something else. I'm like, why did you interrupt your friend, you moron? <laughs> well, there's that too. I have a complicated conscience. Okay. Anyways, moral crisis aside, what have you got in your hand there? Al? I have a pedal. <laughs> You're doing it's, that thing again. I'm sh- I know. Oh. <laughs> I'm shaking my fists and the uh, anyways. If this ever becomes a video podcast, I am gonna look like I'm Dude, there are hidden cameras all over the Minor this room. seizures all throughout the episodes. <laughs> it's like, what is that guy doing? Oh, stay off fentanyl, children. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know why I'm raising it up. Like, you need no. to see it. Just show me. Talk yeah. to me. Talk to me. Tell me all about it. This You can go full sham wow on this one, buddy. It's okay. Are you following me, camera guy? Uh, <laughs> Vince Offer here with a special offer just for you, TV viewers. Uh, anyways. I was going to make a... No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that road. Please don't. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Oh no, I am gonna go down a little bit of this road. You started me on the Shamwell guy, and now I gotta bring up the fact that he's got a YouTube channel and it's dedicated to him posting old like his old commercials for products. I don't even know if he sells the products anymore, but he's posting his old commercial infomercials to oh, his boy. YouTube channel. It's the best. Is it really? Well, it's the best for those of us who found his commercials hilarious and lived, you know. <laughs> okay. I think there's two schools of thought on that. Yeah. Were they awesome or were they atrocious? They're both. Exactly. Yeah. So I lean on the atrocious part. See, I grew up in a town that had like a, a fall fair, right? The, All right. The IPE in, in my hometown, the Interior Provincial Exhibition. Now, the ShamWow guy... Was oh I don't know he has a name I'm sure but he's the Shamwa guy to me. It's Vince. His Vin- name is Vince. I think his, his last name is Offer or something like okay. that. Okay. So so oh. Vince was at this fair every year. Oh my whether gosh! Whether he was selling. Did you meet Vince? I okay. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> so he was at every one of these things every year. He was either doing the Shamwow or a salad spinner, or I don't know, like any of those products. It was the same thing all the time, just constant talking. Yeah. I tried, no, I mean, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I was right. His name is Vince Offer. Um, that can't be his real name. Okay, his real name is Offer Shlomi. He's, okay. he's, he's Israeli, he's Jewish. So his name is Offer Shlomi, better known as Vince Offer or Vince Shlomi. Okay. But Vince Offer was kind of his infomercial name. So Magnificent. Now that everyone that <laughs> listens to the culture guitarist has had a short advertisement for this fella's work, um, I just can't do it. I can't actually listen to that type of sales. 
But where would our world be without the slap chop? <laughs> that was the other one. As it wasn't a salad spinner, it was a slap chop. <laughs> Listen, I I owned a slap chop. I understand the product and it works great, but oh man, I work in sales. I just can't. Do uh, I it. I know he's he's can't the he's it. the epitome of the the over the top salesman. It's yeah. it's hilarious. Not like, who you want to like spend a weekend with. You use too many words. <laughs> Period. But if he stops, people stop paying attention. The 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 shtick works. I mean, oh, okay. Anyways, here on the Vince Off Offer Fan Podcast. Uh, no, uh, back to the pedal thing. You went down uh, that rabbit hole. I did. I know it's on me. I no regrets. Uh, let's. <laughs> <laughs> just the disappointment shining in your eyes mm. is the food that feeds my soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's great because that disappointment behind my eyes is actually it's, a big knot of it's headaches. Just, it's just, it's just, just big, there. Big it exists pain, like a tumor. A tumor. One day, one day, it's going to grow out of your head and fall onto the sidewalk, and that yeah. tumor will be my, my. And be like illegitimate child. Hey, Al. <laughs> Daddy. <gasps> Hello, tumor son. Sheepers. <laughs> Anyways, back to the pedal thing. That's how owls breed. We're just like <laughs> one of those wasps you that lays this egg in a spider. Plant a tumor behind someone's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> so much sense now. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated, but it's the way we were. Anyways, okay. <laughs> this, this is devolving real fast. Bringing it back around. Two. What do you have in your hand the there, Al? Weirdest possible intro to any pedal we've ever talked about. Though we've talked about this pedal before. This is the Lauren Audio Spitfire. Mm. James, you brilliant genius. James is the mind behind Lauren Audio. And if you haven't heard our episode with him, get back there and listen to it. Go pause this one. Go back and listen to that one. And then come back to this one. Please keep listening to our show. We're really happy to do it for you. Anyway, James sent us this pedal quite some time ago. Several yeah. months. At least. We're going to say March before COVID. Yeah, way was it was it last year? Nope. No, it was this year? No, it was this year. It was this year. Man, this year's felt like 10 years to mine day. Holy smokes. So we had uh James Mackey from Lauren Audio back in February on the show episode oh, 14 wow. he's okay. a rocket man so yeah that was only in february no it feels like three years ago holy smokes oh man does it ever okay well anyway james is a amazing dude super stellar guy we had a lot of fun with him he was a fun episode to record mm -hmm. we don't swear on the show he was actually even more fun and to edit yeah he <laughs> he could not help himself there's a lot of beeps in that episode, and it's awesome. Anyways, so we we got turned on to James and, and Lauren Audio from uh, the Aussie Bushfire gear giveaway that uh, Scotty over in Australia from Nautilus FX Systems organized. And it was this huge fundraiser, and all these pedal companies were giving away stuff, and all these other gear companies, cable makers, it pedal boards. It was crazy. And one of the people that donated a pedal to this gear giveaway to help raise funds to fight the wildfires in Australia, which was this year, oh my gosh, yeah. we're living in the apocalypse. Anyway, James donated Spitfire from Lauren Audio. 
And we did an episode, a special episode, just kind of talking about the gear giveaway. And really in the early stages. Very early stages yeah, of the and show. One yeah. of the early pedals was this. And Al took one look at it. Oh, yeah. One look at it. I'm looking at it now. And he fell in love. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm still, to this day, every time I see this pedal, I'm just mind blown at how good it looks. So I'm, can I tell a quick little story about yeah, that? So it. you you were right on air on that special episode. You said, I don't even know what this does, but I want it. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't, right? <laughs> so I was carrying these two pedals that were like the this one and the other one. Were, I had it in my hand, and my son. He's 16, and he, he was at the top of the stairs. I was coming out of the studio. I was on the phone with you. When yeah, that's right. We were talking on the phone. And I had it in my hand, and he took one look, and he's like, whoa. He's like, I don't even know what that does, but I want one. <laughs> I'm like, well, you should start learning to play guitar, because then you can have one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, man, mind blown. That's how good it looks. Cool looking pedal. Yeah. There's two versions. There's an all sleek, all black, like, and I'm brushed nickel version. Mm, that's kind of my jam, honestly. Yeah. I love this, but I, but um, I, I, they're both really good looking. But James was kind enough to send us this one because this is the one that caught my eye, and because mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. our the, the Aussie Bushfire Gear giveaway episode we did was Casper and I talking about the giveaway. It was just a special episode. It was a bonus. It's like 20 minutes, a little bonus yeah. episode. And we just basically did a, our top five picks from the gear giveaway. And we wanted to like kind of prop that up as best we could yeah. and do what we could to help out and spread the word about yeah. that cause. We, we donated some stickers too. I don't know what. Yep. They got given away in little bundles with other stuff, I think. I think so. Just kind of added in with other stuff. Yeah. I hope, um, I hope you guys like your stickers if you can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so James James heard that and, and reached out to say, Thank you for yep. mentioning that. And uh, so did uh, Sean from Lollygagger, and he corrected me on how to pronounce Canalia, which I still can't <laughs> pronounce, one of his pedals. And uh, that's how we got talking to James and got him on the show, mm -hmm. and how we wound up with a Spitfire in our possession, which is never leaving. No, <laughs> no, my precious, you're never leaving me. I can't do Colm's voice, but you're my precious. I can, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Now you have to. Mm -mm. Oh, you got to. I will stall this podcast into the dirt. <laughs> uh, put me on the spot. Oh, yeah. Oh. 100%. <laughs> Fairy, saving the new abysses. <laughs> the stars are precious. <laughs> Stupid fat hobbit. The world <laughs> You just do it so good. It's so good. It is genuinely perfect. Andy Circus would be proud, man. I really, really like that voice. And Andy Circus as a voice actor, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's delightful. Yeah. Anyways, so just me rambling about this pedal and that voice. That's what you need to picture. Mm. So we got this months ago. Oh, let's call it March, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. I think James sent it pretty much right away. And uh, like real good friends, we've been sitting on it and <laughs> not talking about it on the show. Um, okay, enough hyping up how great this pedal is and how excited we are to have it, how, how great it looks. I mean, let's talk about, you want to touch it off, talk about how, uh, what it does, what it sounds like? Well, um, I don't know the technical aspect of it. I'll, I'll, grab, the, uh, I'll grab the bullet points off the, the web page. Yeah. And uh, you can give your kind of impressions of it. So when I plugged this in for the first time, 
uh, and that was, you know, a fair time ago now, but it just has a precision to every one of its aspects. So it does have six um, gain settings or gain, um, what do you want to call that? Uh, like channels, I guess you could say, where it does six different yeah. drive or distortion they sounds. They call it six discrete clipping stages on the web page, which is a, you know. Right, okay. Smart person's way of saying it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's the what, what Al said. Um, oh, here it is. So when going through these, now I, I, don't, I didn't find that they were in any particular order. Like playing through it again today before doing this, it felt like they were to me, but I, I had the same impression when, yeah, as you, you like, like, I was like, I don't know what's going on because they, they adjust so differently. And the, the, you know, the tone knob, the gain knob, they are incrementally, the sweeps are different. So, I mean, if you have one at noon, the next one at noon sounds dynamically and very much different. Um, and they, maybe they don't translate one to the next, um, in order of say like from low gain, you know, transparent kind of preamp sound straight up through like melt your face, um, distortion. I didn't find that at least when they're all sitting at noon, but as you do go through the sweep on the, on the knobs, um, maybe that's a little bit more apparent, I guess. I didn't notice that, but <laughs> either way, I really did kind of just like dime them all out. And play through them. I was like, whoa. That's kind of, you know, my, my first way of exploring stuff too is I usually th set things at noon and just kind of go yep. through the basic settings. and Right. So, um, and like today I was playing it for, you know, an hour or more. And I the thing that I noticed that I liked the most about it is, and I, I kind of mentioned this to you earlier, is that the Spitfire to me has a sound, like a very, it's rooted in the same place no matter what the gain clipping stages are. Mm -hmm. it, it feels rooted in this really, really pristine, crisp gain structure that is precise. That's what I want to call it. It's just precise. Yeah, I It doesn't have, um, you know, like some analog pedals, you get them and they're, they're I don't want to call them more organic because that has a very, I don't want to, like, this. definitely not a detriment to this pedal that is so precise, but this thing makes its sound perfectly. Everything about it, you can just hear that a lot of thought and care went into this. Exactly. A lot of design and intelligence behind this pedal. Right. It's, so there's a lot of science here that's yeah. going on, and maybe that comes down to tolerances with the components that it's built with. Um, I don't I don't know that either. Yeah, I but know. I just find that it, it, no matter where you have it in tone or gain sweep or volume, it does it's what it's very doing. very refined. Very, very refined. Yeah. It feels... I I think I I mean my, my cruder analogy for the for the shared thing over each thing was like it it feels like it's like seeing a set of cousins. Yeah, the exactly. everybody's got the same face and shared DNA but they're all very different at the same time. Yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. But I could say uh, the refinement of it and the they're cut from the same cloth, I guess is one way to put it. They yeah. have this they have this a similar uh gain feel. Um, I don't know if that translates down into actual well, science, I mean, but reading it like so, <laughs> we didn't get any instructions with this thing. It was, mm, no. it was just a very well wrapped pedal in a box. It looks great. Um, <laughs> which that's fine. <laughs> this is certainly not a complaint. I know that when James sends them out to customers, uh, there's a little more pizzazz and like some stickers or something like that. This is two idiots in Canada who are going to try and 
intelligently discuss his pedal. He's not going to win. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he's just made sending it out, rocket which scientist. is very cool of him to do. <laughs> and thank you, James, so much for, yeah. for letting us talk about your pedal on the air. Um, so when we got this thing, like I messed around with it a lot. I had no instructions with it. Neither did you. Nope. We didn't look online because nope. why would we do that? <laughs> I would take all the fun out of it. <laughs> We're the chimps they send into space, not the astronauts. That's right. <laughs> Those chimps are probably more highly trained than we are by a wide degree. Um, so just kind of exploring the pedal, it was like very, very weird. Um, in a great way. Yeah, every setting, like a, every setting is experience so, of like yeah. exploration. It wasn't like, oh, what does this do? Read about it. Oh, okay. And then... It wasn't like that. I really enjoyed getting to, like, explore this pedal from a very, like, a naive standpoint. Yeah, it's, like not it's a great pedal to explore that way. And each style shares a common ground. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something to it. and then, But at the same time, there was something so different about each one that yep. you just couldn't put your finger on it. Reading on James's website, on Lauren Audio's website, sorry, uh, about the, the styles, the six different styles on the pedal and what they each are, it's like... Okay, this this makes a lot of sense to what I'm hearing while playing the pedal. Because, like, you know, you, you can tell that one of them is a germanium-based thing. And you can tell that one of them is very mid-heavy and very saturated, kind of a, a high-gain kind of tone. And that's awesome. Mm. It's so awesome. Like... I have no complaints about this pedal at all. Well, I have one. Okay. My, uh, we'll get into that. I don't, I don't know what you're going to say. We'll get into it in just two seconds. My, my closest things I would say to complaints are I want a way to access the six different versions. That's right. And have <laughs> my customized settings have for each one. Yeah. Like in there. So I, I could see like a MIDI version of this pedal or something like that being super, super cool. That being said, I don't know what's inside this. I don't understand the guts of it at all. I don't know if that's possible to do. Right. So I'm not, it's not a complaint or a critique. It's just like, I love everything going on in here so much. I want it all, all the time. Yeah. So really I need six of these things. Exactly. That was my, that was complaint. your, okay. Yep, that was my, I, I, I wasn't sure, but and the only and the other thing other than that that I'm just a little bit weirded out by is where the cables plug in. There, the design of the pedal is like there's no ex, there's no protruding of the jacks outside the pedal chassis. Yeah. So everything's very flush and tidy looking, and my chimp brain, <laughs> when I'm plugging cables into it, sees because the maybe a quarter inch of the shaft of the quarter inch cable sticks out beyond the, the casing the edge of the the pedal chassis and it looks weird because i'm used to cable clipping right in all the way because it, it butts up against the nut and the washer right. of a pedal when this doesn't have a nut and a washer because everything's inside yep so i uh, first couple times i plugged in i kept like is it plugged in all the way? Can I do, do that? I gotta right? shove this in more. And it took a little bit for my lizard brain to kick in and go, "Stop, <laughs> <laughs> idiot! You're gonna break the circuit." So that, that's not a complaint either. I'm sure yeah. James had his reasons. It's a design choice, um, it, but it, that might throw you for a loop when you first get this pedal. 
Don't let it. It's freaking cool. Yeah. And it's it's a brick, man. It's a brick of goodness. This feels like a good pedal should feel. Mm -hmm. And it's not a steel plate in the bottom like the, the, <laughs> the, the what is that thing? The, the TO800 from Behringer? From Behringer. Oh, these things are have, so that, there's a funny aside. If you ever buy one of Behringer's tube screamer knockoffs, well, clones really. There's a clone, yeah. Um, that's it's a fine pedal. There's I definitely would not shame anyone for owning one. They sound great. Um, whether you're a tube screamer guy or not is another thing. But they they for what that pedal's trying to be, which is a tube screamer clone, it nails it. It is it is a tube screamer clone to the letter. But it's plastic. Mm -hmm. It's housed in a little plastic thing. But when I bought one, and I bought mine new. I got one used. 40 bucks or whatever new. <laughs> I think, yeah. And I, I pulled it out of the box. I was like, wow, this feels really good. I didn't expect it to feel good. It's got, it feels nice and solid and sturdy. Huh. Thought it was going to feel light and cheap. Well, it does feel light and cheap. Behringer just puts in like a half-inch lead plate in the bottom, so it feels <laughs> like it's... <laughs> which is so clever and yet at the same time so dastardly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this thing, I have opened it, and it does not have a lead plate in the bottom. No. It is just solid. This this thing is... Oh, and I love the fit of this chassis, the way it's mm -hmm. designed. This is not a hammed enclosure like most pedals. It's its own monster, and it is good. Actually, maybe Hammond makes this enclosure. I don't know. I don't know. But for the, so the six different basically drive sounds or drive, drive slash distortion sounds yeah. you get out of this, you're you're holding six, basically. you got of, six different pedals. Totally different pedals. Yeah. They, like I say, they're all from that same family. They feel as, equally as good, um, but they're from totally mild, transparent, almost preamp to absolutely melt your oh, face yeah. distortion. But on that too, sometimes when you get pedals that are like really, really high gain distortion, they don't hold up when you dime them. You know, they I get just, a little weird. They get a little yeah, bit. I just want to jump in and, and just point out, I keep saying distortion too, as you keep saying distortion, okay. but it's actually overdrive. It's like... I would say it's really, really high gain overdrive. It is, yeah. No, it's I'm like, <laughs> but I, I keep slipping into the word distortion the, because I'm, yeah, we're monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, we'll call it. They're at the highest gain stages. Some pedals don't hold up. They don't say stay tight in that mm, really, it's really nice high. and focused. It is super focused, and it is spot on through every micrometer click of the dial yeah it, you know um so for our listeners out there the six different s settings are clean mm. um smooth germanium this is settings one to six yeah so clean drive clean smooth, smooth. germanium warm dynamic it and heavy say mid. warm distortion well, maybe that one is distortion yeah okay it feels distortion yeah, well, it's, it is an overdrive slash distortion pedal. That's what I said. Yeah. Why are you fighting me? Well, because I was just pointing out that the highest, the heavy mid one, the high gain, the highest gain one. It says mid range distortion. You know what? I'm just going to say I'm up. dumb and shut up. And <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to shut up because that's not how podcasts work. But, 
<laughs> Though sometimes. <laughs> Those, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, jeez. Uh, yeah. So when yeah. this thing gets in its wildest state, it is still super refined, super focused. You'd think I'd be able to tell the difference audibly from distortions to overdrive. <laughs> sometimes. And that was know. why I was feeling weird about it, because I yeah. kind of felt like I did <laughs> hear it. And like, yeah, okay, I can hear this clipping is changing from like a from a transparent style of overdrive tone where you get yeah. like like you're saying like that first setting when we were talking about it the first setting is still so responsive to player dynamic yeah you know that's an overdrive thing that's an overdrive feature yeah. you know the dynamics of of your playing style really do affect the tone that comes out of this pedal totally um, whereas like you get into that six stage, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do. It's making that pristine, crisp, yeah. focused distortion sound. Yeah, it's just a matter of how much drive you want there. Mm -hmm. And man, does that filter switch ever change things. It's only a two-position switch, but it just... I think the first time I played it, I didn't really delve that hard into it. Mm -hmm. But I think now, and this is, you know, a couple, three months ago now, but like now that I was playing it today, I think that I have, my ears have kind of changed a little bit towards electric guitar and the sound of drive tones coming out of pedals because I've been playing a lot of it. So I feel a little bit more comfortable saying that I can hear the difference mm -hmm. now, maybe in like, you know, going from pickup to pickup and, and those little nuance switches because that's really is a nuance switch it is it makes a big difference I, it almost like it almost i don't know it's like you got six different pedals and then two different shades you of got that, that each one yeah 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 it's really man if you want a lot of options in a very very simple user interface because there's only four knobs and a and a switch on and a filter switch on this thing like and one of the knobs is just the stage selector, so it's like this is a three yeah, knob. It's this is six three knob overdrive distortion pedals crazy. in one box. It's fantastic. Yeah, and when well, the filter suite, it almost feels like twelve because of the filter suite or filter switch pedal, but it's the value is there. It's not a cheap pedal. Mm -mm. The the money is, you know, it's a costly one. Um, I don't remember exactly what they retail for. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to look it up right now. No, it's not in there. Anyway, I want to say it's around four to $500 US, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Uh, check, uh, check James's site, laurenaudio.wixsite.com, uh, or reverb or send him an email and, or a message on Instagram and, uh, he can clarify what it is. Um, it's worth it though. It is super, super worth it. Some, some high price pedals, I think are high price because of the hype around them. And I'm not going to get into what those are because that's mm. going to start all kinds of weird arguments. But uh, this, this one, I, I, I understand why it's high priced. There's some very high end components in there. Not an easy build. And it all shows through in the tone quality yeah. that comes out. I still wish the LED was in the eye of the dragon on the top of this thing. But that's a stupid thing to wish for. <laughs> and maybe completely impossible with the board inside and the arrangement of the guts. I don't know. So I like a lot about the inside of that pedal. Um, now, the the components are actually reverse mounted, I think. So you can't really... I can't, can't see, see too them. much, no. But 
I don't see any wires or anything. Everything I believe is is board mounted, um, so that the, you know the unit is very modular um, as it it would just remove from the enclosure. But I think that he would have had to put a wire into the LED, and that was probably something that that would make my brain twitch a little bit. If like the I also thing. imagine there's probably spaces at a premium in here. Mm -hmm. It's I mean you just feel the thing. It's like it's got some heft. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I imagine trying to, like, design the whole thing 40 hours of extra engineering time just to put an LED in an eyeball of the artwork is like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Glad you're not in charge of the art department. <laughs> Maybe it's spending too much time with Kevin Schoen and him, you know, because every one of his builds is very spacious inside because yep. they're big battles. Yeah. And, you know, it's custom each time, so he puts the LED wherever the heck he wants. So I'm maybe a bit of a spoiled princess about that. You are. Well, thank you. Anyways, <laughs> that's pedal number one. Glorious, glorious. And it's rad as heck. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to detour a little bit. Okay. Um, let's talk about this thing. What do you think? Oh, so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing that I'm holding in my hands that you can't see, listeners. Don't worry. He's going to tell you all about it. Is the 3904 Fuzz mm -hmm. from Dirty Haggard Audio. Fantastic. <laughs> it's such a fun little unit. Um, Nick has been making these things to, to help raise money for uh, a few various causes. He's donated to, I don't know all of them, uh, one of them for sure has been the NAACP. Uh, he's, he's, he's donated to a few different things. Um, he's essentially building these things and selling them for cost plus a bit. He's not making any money on them. He's donating everything beyond cost to uh, these various organizations that he's he's supporting. Um, so for the for the $50 U.S. that he ends up donating to the organization plus the cost of parts and shipping, you get a fuzz pedal. A one knob. A one knob fuzz pedal. A one knob. One sound. It's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> and the knob is a volume knob. <laughs> so you're not adjusting anything. Nope. You get a you get to how much fuzz is set. It's, you get yeah. to louder just, louder how, more how? loud. <laughs> and I nearly blew out my eardrums with this thing because I did not know that. <laughs> On a Fender Pro Junior, I'm, I'm too. sure he said that yeah. on his Instagram when selling these things. I just saw the pedal and went, it looks super cool in 70s sci-fi. I want it. <laughs> yeah. And I bought it, and I almost blew up my face because I was plugged into a Pro Junior at half volume, <laughs> and I looked at the one knob, and a Pro Junior is not even the, like an extreme amp by any means. No. 15 watts and a 10 inch speaker. Itty bitty. Yeah. Really? <laughs> but I was sitting right beside it and it was aimed at my noggin. And <laughs> I took the knob from a, like a quarter or 20% and I cranked it to 100%. Dimed it out. So I was like, hey, what does it sound like dimed out? What it sounds like is the same, but <laughs> really bleeding really out of my loud. ears loud. I, I was just like, ah! I just wish I was a fly on the wall. Yeah, it was very, it was very that. brief, and then I turn it back down again. But uh, I like the, the sound that it makes is thick and warm and woolly, mm -hmm. and it's great. And I gotta say, I've never seen a pedal with like 
How do I explain the artwork on this thing? So it's got it's like a, a PCB. Yeah, it's got a 70s style radio knob and then the, the over top of a PCB that is on the top with little tiny capacitors. Those are resistors. Those are resistors. I knew that. Of mm-hmm. course I knew that. I didn't know that. No. I don't know anything about electronics. Anyways, components. <laughs> <laughs> resistors. Making a square around the top around his logo and stuff. It's super cool looking. It really mm-hmm. does look like something you'd see on the Nostromos from Alien to me. That's, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, like 70s style sci-fi. That's... Yep. Like, this is... This is Ellen Ripley's guitar pedal. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> a face melter for a face hugger. If you're an Alien fan. Mm. If you're not an Alien fan, you're not going to get that joke. It's just going to sound like a weird It wasn't really much of a joke. Why you gotta bust my job? <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> Anyways, check out check these things out. They're on Dirty Haggard Audio. They're this was not originally part of the review episode. No. I just I just had to bring it along because I enjoyed the heck out of it. So anyway, that's my little aside. <laughs> uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to do the boost or do you want to do the <laughs> that one? That one you're holding. <laughs> yeah, let's do this one. Okay, fine. Do the boost. Well, I'm just kind of, no, I think fine. we have a little more to talk about with that one. Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's so crestfallen. <sighs> All right. So a little while ago, uh, got our paws on a, uh, well, I got my paws on it and we wanted to do a review on it anyway. And uh, I got Sebi's blessing. So. A ground control audio Amateratsu, mm. which is a clean boost, but it, you know because it's a clean boost with a heap ton of boost, it's also a drive pedal mm-hmm. depending on how you use it. Um, and I love it. I mean, I'm a sucker for clean boosts in general. You are, yeah, but that's okay because I actually love it too. Yeah, and uh, I don't even own a clean boost pedal, so <laughs> but it converted you. Yeah. Well, not that you were like opposed. Before, no, no, but, but I think I think now I see it, and um, but I mean I've been kind of had my finger on the pulse of other boosts as well. Right. And, and you know, and we know guys that build boost pedals, and they're all fantastic too. Uh, but I just I don't think I never played one, never played through one, and this one was like, it's like well, my first car was not a Pinto, it was a Cadillac. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, okay, yeah, this is great. Like it's, it's a heck of a pedal. Yeah, I think a lot of people tend to underestimate clean boosts because they, by their nature, tend to be very simple pedals. Some of them have some like extra knobs on the top. Sure, they're never my favorite ones. No, I I tend to like the ones that are just like a volume knob. You just adjust that, right? Because that's all they're looking to do. That being said, this one is uh, a volume knob and a bright switch. And that bright switch is dramatic. Very, very much so. Yeah, so the Amaterasu is, it is a treble boost. Yeah. It is a, a clean boost slash treble boost is how they term it, I think. And uh, I, the, the treble is extreme. You would probably not ever, 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 ever reach for that treble boost. If you're using anything 
that isn't a humbucker. And maybe even a muddy humbucker at that. Yeah. Because it is... It gives a real sharp splatinkle. I would say that if you were if you were playing a, a like a standard strat style guitar or a telly, and you did that, um, I wish I did. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think I mean to my ears, I'm not a fan of either of those sounds. <laughs> so uh, I think that would probably take to that that sound and the frequencies of those guitars that I don't enjoy, and. And it's take too them, much. Take it's, them to a place yeah. that I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy. with. I don't know why anybody would want their tone to be that sharp and needling. Um, no, but I think. But taking guitars like my very much um, entry level Gretsch, and you know the humbuckers that are in that guitar, it sounded pretty good. Even even you can't take the knob all the way up with the bright switch engaged. But when you're getting that no. like flavor stage, just the very beginnings of of like tone augmentation from with the the. The dial, the bright switch didn't do things that were awful. No, it just well, definitely I mean, brought that them is into definitely a very, very the bright space. That is definitely the the area that that pedal or that feature of that pedal lives in. That's yeah. what it's totally what it's for. Uh, for everybody else, we're just going to use or anybody else in a different setting, they're just going to use it as a clean boost and mm. or an always on kind of make things better. It, it has that in spades. Oh, it so does. I immediately wanted to get another one mm -hmm. because it's just such a whatever it does. Because no clean boost is ever pure. Like I, I have a Keeley Katana that I've had for ever a decade plus, and it's it also does the same thing. Where <clears> this, when it's on, you can tell even if the volume is set to Unity um, with whatever you're playing is you can tell that the pedal's on because it's adding something. Mm -hmm. And this, the Amaterasu, the tone that is added when it is on, even if it's at Unity, is magic. It mm -hmm. is a magic make everything sound better pedal with the option of being a boost or a brightener. Yeah. I'm really interested to hear... The, the mid version. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, I might be reaching out to Sebi about said and see if I can pick one up because I would like that. Yeah, I would like that. And then I'll get jealous and I'll have to buy my own. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he wants to. I'll just get him to charge you double. And, and <laughs> <laughs> it's, but I love this thing, man. Like, it, it, it kind of came into my life as part of the all-Canadian pedalboard quest mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, to replace the, the Keeley Katana Boost, which I'm never going to get rid of that pedal. It's great. But it wasn't Canadian. So doing the all-Canadian board, it was like, well, explore the clean boost options out there. And right when I started doing that is right when these pedals, the Amaterasu, and I can never remember the name of the mid-range one. Uh, but anyway, we're talking about the Amaterasu, so it doesn't matter. But it was right when these, it was released and immediately just got accolades across the board from everybody that put their hands on one. And here we are doing the exact same thing mm -hmm. uh, because it's just that good. Um. And it does everything I ever wanted it to do super, super, super well. And I have a old Epiphone uh, G400 that has some pretty crap muddy pickups in it right now. And I actually did use the bright switch to glorious effect and was enjoying that. So the other thing about this pedal is it has some of the sickest looking artwork I've ever seen on a pedal ever in my life. <laughs> like, come on. 
both the Spitfire and the Amaterasu, like, are posters I want to hang on the wall. Like, just straight-up art masterpieces. Did you know that Ground you, Control Audio you can, sells posters know, of their pedal art? That's fantastic. Yet, but I, I think I might. Yeah. The uh, mid-range boost is called the Sukayami. Sukiyami. Yeah, I can never. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I'm not, pretty sure that's how it's. Not exactly fluent in Japanese, but nor am uh, I. But that would make sense to me. So yes, um, carry on. No, I was just. I was just going to ramble some more about the artwork. Yeah, the fantastic. artwork is um, cool. It's traditional Japanese, like. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's like the the names come from Japanese uh, mythology mm-hmm. characters, and the art style that uh, the 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 graphic designer did is just just amazing. It's a good friend of the uh, the builder himself, and uh, actually, I think they've done some uh, podcast appearances uh, on other shows. I think uh, on the Guitar Knobs. Um, so check that out too. Um, and we'll try and get uh, get them on our show some point in the future because I just want to talk to them. But uh, they appear together, the graphic mm. designer and and, and Sebi. So it was, I forget the, the graphic designer's name, but um, I think that says a lot about how much Sebi values the artwork. Yeah. So, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, pristine piece of equipment, and uh, it is one of those ones where I'm like, I'm going to be a little bit sad when it gets a little bit nicked up and dinged up from being on the road. His name is Sam Windsor. Sam is the graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, massive credit to Sam for the uh, for the artwork. He does. It looks like he does all the pedals from yeah. Control. It's, it's yeah, just fantastic. Anyways, oh my God, I digress here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of it, man. Yeah, that's, man. I mean, I would be lying if uh, I didn't admit that a big part of the appeal of wanting one of these pedals is. And you know what? I never, t- I never took looks. you for a guy that did that. I never was. I know. And now you're like, ooh, I like the look of this. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, in the last like five years or six years, pedals have gotten way cooler looking than they ever did before. Mm-hmm. They like there was some people that took their their pedal art to the extreme before, but it was never like this detailed and this intricate and. It is, uh, you know, where everybody says it's a new golden age for pedals, and mm. it's because of stuff like this, man. It's just, it is a great time to be <laughs> into pedals. So. Speaking of golden pedals, mm. I know you're eager. You're just, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're ready to go. Okay. Okay. I'm not holding you back anymore, okay. buddy. Okay, so what I have in my hands, this <laughs> now... <laughs> Finally, I'm allowed to talk about it. <laughs> uh, we had the pleasure. I actually, just have this other pedal I want to bring up real quick. I hate your face. <laughs> so what I have in my hand, uh, we recently had Dan from Spun Loud on the show, and he was gracious enough to shoot us a Blister and Peel version 2. This pedal is killer. Like, and I say killer. Killer with the utmost emphasis. I really, really love the tone of both sides of this pedal because it does have a the blister side and the peel side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the blister side is a a gain and volume drive, two two knob drive, and the peel is uh, gain volume and then a f- 
they call it, he calls it a fat knob, but I believe it's just a treble cut. So, um, you can kind of like darken up the tone with the, with the, the fat knob. Um, so many cool tones, warm, rich, smooth. I don't even know. I haven't played another pedal that quite. <laughs> it's an interesting one to describe. It does man. just this. It yeah. is. It's really. Ah. It's and <laughs> here's the challenge of doing a whole bunch of reviews of drive pedals in one episode. Is like, how do we how do we vocally convey yeah. the different character but, of each pedal? But they, they really are all very different animals here. So. Totally different. Yeah. Um, I did get a chance over the last little bit to play a bunch of this, um, but the last thing I played was the Spitfire. So I'm just trying to like go through my brain and mm-hmm. like of the catalog of great For features me, that this pedal does. That pedal sticks out in a way of like it has no sharp overtones. I couldn't find any. A lot of times with drive pedals, mm-hmm. uh, I get into zones where it's too fizzy or it's too shrill in certain areas. Yeah. The high end it gets a little bit glassy, but not in a nice way. Uh, nowhere in that pedal does that exist. No, it is meaty and rich all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not describe that pedal as having like, I, uh, um, I should have maybe spent more time with my telly with that pedal, but I, I wouldn't describe that pedal as having a lot of thinness to it. No. And that was something that I thought about as well. Well, cause I was playing through my, my vintage pan which has got some kind of humbuckers in it um i really got to thinking like this might be the thing that fixes strats in my mind because i don't really like the sound of strats just it's too too high too shrill this would do it i mm-hmm. fully feel like this pedal would was it uh maybe it was dan we were talking to when we first started exploring this the concept but like the idea of like if it'll sound great with a tele bridge pickup, mm, mm. It'll, I've heard that before. Yeah. But yeah, he did bring it up. Yeah, yeah, it'll sound good with it, and this one does it. Yeah, I don't like, own a tele, so I don't have one to play through the bridge pickup. But but just what you were saying, right? Yeah, like just, it, it has that yeah. feel. Like you know what, this has got enough richness and enough warmth that it would warm up um, the cold, trill-hearted sound of a strat <laughs> that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> All the strat users are out there like you son of a <laughs> <And> just... <laughs> It's just not not to my taste. Do you know John Mayer? <laughs> so but you know what? When I play a strat, it doesn't sound anything like John no. Mayer. Okay. <laughs> That's the problem. It takes a special kind of guitarist to play those well. <laughs> so that they sound good to me. Anyways, and I'm not one of those. But this this pedal sounds full. Yeah. You know, it, it really does fill the bucket. It's I like one of it. those ones where you plug into it and you just feel inspired right away. That was that was my experience with it. Was I instantly was writing new things mm. and, and just it just brought me especially like I don't want to say I don't want to say I'm I'm bored with guitar. I'm not bored with guitar. I love guitar. That's why we do this show. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed doing this show because my life has become so much more focused on guitar now. Uh, sometimes I lose a little bit of the extra passion and flame because I'm just, it's always on my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm always talking to somebody about something guitar wise way more so than I was before. Right. And so sometimes I get a little like humdrum about things. Uh, not that I don't love them, but sitting down to that pedal, it was just like I, the excitement would just hit me again. Yeah. 
the I would say, you know, compared to the Spitfire, the Spitfire almost was a tad overwhelming at first. It was just like, oh, there's a lot going on here. Yep. And it took me a little bit to find a home with it. And then the excitement was just like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I love this. You song. have a thing that you do when you play some, like you're playing a guitar or you're playing a pedal or you're doing something where it strikes you and you like it. You have a face that you make. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. We all have guitar player yeah. face. No, okay. no, this is like a. Don't guitar this, face shame. I'm not. This is like a thing where you're like. <laughs> I can't, nobody saw that, but it's like this weird wry, like, yeah, smile. Anyways, <laughs> you do it all the time. Okay. But and this, this is one of those times where that was very apparent. I agree. This pedal was instantly connected. Yeah. And it doesn't get unruly in any way, shape, or form. Not like mm. the Spitfire doesn't get unruly, whereas that's very precise. This is very organic. And I and that's what I like about it is it has a very organic feel that is completely itself all the time. And I mm-hmm. just love it. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. But I love that. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna mess this up. I think it's the blister side uh, when you crank the gain on that thing. It becomes like an octave fuzz. Yep. Yeah. What the heck? Like it's so cool. Yep. And both sides cascade well together and. Yeah. I, I, I felt like the, the blister side was that, like, if I was going to define the tone, I would use the blister side as, like, uh, a rhythm, hmm. you know, kind of drive. You know, it's got a really, really full, rich sound. And then the peel has, you know, you take the fat switch, your fat dial, and you, you take it all the way off so it's not cutting any treble. Or maybe it's a treble boost. I don't know. So that you're at full <laughs> full treble, and you're not muddying the tone up at all. Um, it has that lead cut where it's going to like really break through and, you know, you could take this as your rhythm tone and then pull the peel into it and immediately have a really, really cutting lead tone. Yeah. And it's just fantastic. It is, it is such a rad little box. Like, and it is little. Like, it, for what it is, this is a little Gorva Designs yeah, box. Like, it's it? a lot smaller than I thought it was going to be, honestly. Uh, it was, I, I'm expecting about that size. But it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want it smaller. I wouldn't want it in one of these uh, vertical Hammond enclosures with the, like, two, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, if the two switches were any closer, I would struggle with that. Uh, I'd probably step on both at once, which actually would be kind of a, maybe a cool feature because I did find myself running it with both things on a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they definitely play well together, but individually voiced, they are phenomenal on their own. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, man. <laughs> Pedals are getting crazy these days. It's so cool to see people exploring and and building pedals like this where it's just like, holy crap. Holy, like, where's this been my whole life? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, I got to say, these... Uh, I don't think I've played a pile of drive pedals like these four pedals that have inspired me so much in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Especially so close together. Yeah. And, like, the world of drive can be... It's huge, It's everybody. That's, like, everybody and their dog makes a drive pedal. And this, you know... know Even in, like, multi-stomp, like, dual and... and They're all so different. It's so weird. Yeah. Because we have other drives sitting here, right here in the room, that don't do anything like any of these... Yeah. Either any of these pedals. And the weird thing is... I wouldn't want to be without any of these. No, no, <laughs> <It's> exactly. Like, <laughs> we've got the Hello Sailor Rangemaster type pedal here, and it's just like, 
Well, that's a whole different animal think, altogether. That thing blew my mind and, too. Yeah, it's a great pedal too. I so yeah, and and Dan DeMay and James Mackey, both these guys, the the Lauren Audio Spitfire from from James and the Blister and Peel from Spun Loud Effects, which is Dan's company. Um, you got to check out the episodes we did with them. Ton of fun, and they are the nicest dudes on the planet. Yeah, just the best guys. And if you guys want to um, like send insta messages or anything to sebi to come on the show you go ahead and do that <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ground control i'll, I'll get sebi on the show you let him know that he's a, he's a good guy he's, <laughs> he's a very chatty guy as well on instagram so he's, he's fun to talk to he'll he'll be fun to have on the show someday and uh sam as well if uh, sam comes with him mm, so that'd be, great. that'd be great um I, anyway this that's that's the episode folks that is what more can we say we're hugely turned on by these pedals mm-hmm. and we're hugely into turning the pedals on uh, <laughs> uh, foot switch do you want the do you want the thing no do not <laughs> touch the laugh track dude get out of there with that stupid thing <laughs> um, <laughs> that feature needs to die <laughs> anyways yeah the we're we're happy we got a chance to sit down and talk about these pedals. It's been a long time coming, uh, in some of them, in some of their cases, and uh, a shorter time in the case of the blister and peel. But we still just wanted to do it, and definitely a really short case in the yeah, thirty nine oh four. Did you just get uh, this like yesterday? Uh, yeah, two days ago, three. Yeah, I don't know. Really cool. Just in time to actually be a part of this, because well, it fit the bill, right? And. You know, it was nice just to do a simple episode and talk some pedals between the two of us. And uh, we'll have some cool people on next week or the week after. Who knows? I don't know. I haven't scheduled it yet. Because <laughs> Al flies by the seat of his pants. Yeah. That's how we do. What up? <laughs> yeah. Unplanned lifestyle. <laughs> little shout out to Sparkles there. Uh, hey, you want to add anything else there, buddy? No, man. Well... On that note, thanks for listening to The Culture Guitarist. And uh, tune in again next time. We did do some Patreon content last week. Last week. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's my fault. I haven't caught it up yet. Uh, it's okay. But we're going to be... We're gonna, We're not good at setting up this kind of stuff. No, I'm We don't really understand it. it. So eventually there's going to be a Patreon. There's going to be some extra content. I don't think we're... We're not doing extra content today. I don't think so. But... There will be a lot of extra content in the future, and uh, that'll add a lot of show that you're not getting if you're not in on that when we set it up. (laughs) So thanks for listening to the show. Keep on playing guitar. And check out uh, Spun Loud Effects, Lauren Audio, Dirty Haggard Audio, and Ground Control Audio. Bye. Bye.